Welcome to the Soulish Podcast. My name is Whitney Apke and I am your host. On the Soulish Podcast, we explore our soul journey in order to deeply connect with ourselves and others. And I get to share my experiences and thoughts as well as bring on guests who are thought leaders and truth seekers. And it's my desire to uplift and encourage and inspire you in each episode. And today's episode is going to be a juicy one. Um, I have been like basically brewing this topic for a while. I think we all have. I think this is a topic that everybody feels connected to and is experiencing and is trying to also navigate and figure out. And so I thought it was a really important topic in regards to our soul journey, our awakening, our, you know, enlightenment. And as we're connecting deeply with ourselves and deeply with others, this is something, unfortunately, in our time we're having to navigate. But I also think it's a blessing that we have this unique opportunity to navigate this and to allow it to kind of bring up whatever triggers or um, maybe it's core beliefs or um, feelings about ourselves, our world, our security, you know, like our future. Uh, Perhaps it's bringing those types of things up in you. And I just thought it would be really great to talk about navigating um, this time that we're in of selective censorship, where you know, I, I know that censorship has like been a part of our whole history. Like there's always been censorship. We've always had something that either, you know, the government or the press is holding back, or, you know, it's, it's always been that way, even in school, right? We've not been told everything. We've been taught these specific different facts of historical facts, or this is how this works in science or math, right? Like not everything is being disclosed to us all the time, but I think we're in a really unique time. And I'm sure you agree where, um, there's this really strong selective censorship and we're seeing it, especially on social media. Um, if you are not super involved in politics, which to be honest, I'm not, um, I choose to kind of step outside of that, but I feel like in this time that we're in, it's actually, I feel almost like it's, um, like a requirement for me to be involved or at least in the know of things. And so I think where my frustration has been is when I can't actually find like both sides of the argument or the situation, or like, I can't find multiple perspectives. There's only one perspective that is allowed to be talked about or, you know, whatever. And this isn't going to be a conversation about specific things like being, you know, hurt or not hurt. (laughs) Um, it's, it's about, it's about the information and being able to have that freedom of speech and the freedom to know the freedom, the right to explore for yourself, to, to find all sides. And I think it's really interesting that we're in a time where you're not able to do that. And I've, I've heard stories too, of people feeling like even when they're battling a disease or cancer, they're not able to actually find like alternative, you know, methods. It's really difficult to find. You have to like know what you're searching in the Google search in order to search it and find it. And, um, 
and you can't just like Google like alternative healing methods for cancer or this type of cancer and it'll pop up. It's like, you almost have to like be told, Hey, you should look into this method. And then, then you'll have some resources come up in your search. So it's really interesting the time that we're in where it's very difficult. And I know it's been this way for a long time. It's not just like all of a sudden happened. This has been a gradual, you know, crescendoing if you want uh, to use that, you know, it's been a, a, a very, um, not a steep, very gradual climb to where we're at right now, where we can't talk about alternative methods of anything. Um, there's only one narrative, one story, one option, and that's that. And anyone who says otherwise is silenced, um, told that they're lying. Basically it's misinformation. Um, and that's really been difficult for me to see. I, I think what woke me up was last year when um, I, I, I fully was believing what they were saying on the news. I was slash terrified like of the thought of having to wipe my ass with my hand. And so like, I was, I was definitely enthralled in whatever the, you know, whatever was being said on major news stations. And um, you know, I was that person that was at Target waiting at 6 a.m. for, you know, maybe hopefully like a thing of six rolls of toilet paper. And I even, um, I even made it, I had waited for an hour and a half for toilet paper and there was only five, um, packages of, of toilet paper. Y'all have probably been there. Y'all probably experienced it. I know I'm not alone. And I actually, um, I was like one of the first. And so I'm, I'm walking around getting something else, um, in that area as I had just gotten my toilet paper thing. And I knew I was probably one of six people that got toilet paper that day. And, um, and I had like a roll or two at home, uh, left. So I was trying to make it so that I didn't have to wipe my ass with my hand. <laughs> um, too girly girl for that. Uh, so, I, there wasn't, you know, the wet wipes, there's no other options. It was just like those six different, five different packages. And, um, I was across two aisles and I heard someone literally start to cry, like break down because they needed, they needed this. Like they had nothing and they had a whole family and everything. You know what I did? I can't, no one should cry over toilet paper, right? <laughs> like I just couldn't do it. So I was like, whatever, I'll come back tomorrow and wait another hour, hour and a half for hopefully they get another shipment. There's more and I can, you know, get more of that uh, tomorrow, but I'm not going to allow somebody to cry over not having any toilet paper. And of course, everyone like disperses because all the people that did get it, which was very few, don't want to be seen, you know, and feel guilty for being the only people with toilet paper uh, in hand, you know, about to check out while this person is literally having a breakdown. So I went over and I said, hey, no big deal. Here, you can have mine. I'll come back tomorrow. And the shock and the awe that somebody would even care, you know, and, and, and also we were in that time where it was like social justice, social. So the fact that I'm even approaching, it was like, you know, get away, get away. You know, it was like that feeling of like, well, you're too close. You're like less than six feet. I'm like, I have to be less than six feet to, to hand you the toilet paper, you know? So once they realized I was approaching them so close in their space, in their bubble, because I was giving them my toilet paper rolls, it, 
it was this feeling like they honestly wanted to hug me, but were so afraid of con, you know, contracting something that of course they didn't. But she, she just like looked at me and was like, you know, thank you so much. Like, I, I don't even know how I can like take this from you. Like you waited just as long as everyone else, you know? And I was like, yeah, but I got two roles. I'm good. You know, you obviously really need this and you shouldn't be stressed out about toilet paper. Um, and so we had a laugh. I tried to make her laugh about it. Um, like, aren't we in crazy times that we could like feel so emotional about toilet paper? And I think that really helped her come out of it, you know, and realize like, like I'm okay, you know, and this is going to be okay. And, and that was really cool to experience. But I think that what hit me and made me question, start to question things um, was when I was on a live with um, the millennial soul. Um, and she's actually been a guest on the podcast, Brie. And um, I was on her, her live and we were talking about things and life and manifesting and all of that. And all I said, all I said was, I know we're all going through a hard time because of, right? And I said the word. And I remember seeing her eyes go, you know, like she tried not to make a face, but I knew her well enough, having spent, you know, a couple hours with her recording an episode or two that I saw her face and I was like, oops like, did I say something wrong? I didn't quite get it. So I like kind of just, you know, kept on going. But all I was saying is I know we're all going through a really difficult time. That's it. No information about anything. Had no opinions about anything. Just was saying, I can sympathize. I can empathize with all of you because I get it for whoever was listening or was going to listen. Five minutes after we were done and she posted the live, it was taken down all because I said the C word and not that one, but the other one, the main one of topic. And she had messaged me and said, it got taken down because you said the word. And I was like, why would it get taken down? I don't understand. Like I didn't give any facts. I didn't say like how many deaths there are like your contractions. Like I didn't state any facts. I literally was just saying, I get it. You know, I'm with everybody. I understand. So then how do we manifest? You know, when we all are feeling the feels of everything that's happening, how do we break through and manifest? And I was just connecting with people because I, we get it. Right. So I don't understand. And she was like, yeah, you know, I, I mentioned this, uh, before. And so I think they flagged my account uh, cause she also had said, like, I know we're all going through a hard time. And she had said the C word. And so they flagged her account. I was like, no effing way, no way. So it raised eyebrows for me and I didn't quite understand why it was such a big deal that there was an algorithm that took it down. Like no one watched it. Obviously nobody actually you know, heard what was said, just it caught that word in the algorithm. So it took it down. Like this is her personal Instagram. Like she should be able to have anyone on anyone say anything. 
anyone should be able to say anything on their social media, right? That's like what we think. This is your space to express yourself, your thoughts, your opinions, your beliefs, connect with people that think the same way or don't think the same way as you. It doesn't matter because we have free speech. So we should be able to have a platform, right? Where we connect. And like, this is why we're here is to connect and to share our thoughts and opinions and our lives and whatever, right? Like, it's like buying American cheese and someone taking that picture down because it's a different brand and it's not this brand. And you're like, uh, like, why is that a big deal? It's cheese, you know, like it doesn't quite make sense just because it's not a particular brand that Instagram or Facebook or whoever Twitter wants to promote and just wants to show pictures of this brand of cheese. I love this example. This just popped into my head. You know, it's like, it's absurd. It's as absurd as that, right? Where it's like, but that's just a particular brand of cheese. And I just happened to buy the cheaper brand, you know, or like the uh, almond milk brand of cheese, not this cheese. And it says American, but it's made of almond milk. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, why? Like, why does that? That's kind of what was happening in my brain. I didn't understand the significance of like, I just said I empathize with everybody. Like, I know we're all going through a hard time. I don't understand why it would get taken down. So that led me down a rabbit hole. And I know that there's so much swirling around as far as conspiracy theories and all of that. And I, I don't want this episode to be about that but it's just more on how do we navigate selective censorship? How do we do this? How do we stand up for our rights to free speech? And um, how do we navigate this, this new world? And how do we not get frustrated? How do we not feel um, hopeless? Like it's not gonna get any better. How do we share what we truly believe with the fear of getting shut down? censored, uh, silenced. Um, you know, there's so many different, um, stories and backgrounds of people that have been silenced over even our American history, right? There's been so many people that have not had the right to vote. I mean, women were one of them, right? Um, and people of other nationalities, citizens, you know, we have this issue with immigration and all of that. And, um, now, now they're saying, well, you don't have to be an American to vote. Um, so, you know, there's like, there's all these different issues going around and it makes it really difficult when there's just one narrative, one storyline that is being pushed and it's very difficult to get the truth or the facts and what is being, what is being said is true is being found out to not actually be true or all the facts, you know? So it's, it makes it really difficult as somebody who's on a soul journey to be honest and open and expressive, right? Because that's, that's our, our God-given right to be expressive and to navigate together and to communicate openly. And, um, and we are in a place where we are 
we are wanting to go towards this age of love that is just on the horizon, right? And we're conveniently in this age of light. And we've been in this age of light for, um, I believe it was said like a couple hundred, if not just a hundred years, because each age is like a couple hundred years, maybe even thousands of years in at length, right? And so it's like, how do we navigate how do we navigate this time where the darkness is being exposed and light is passing over and showing us what is actually happening? And I think it's really hard because I know that a lot of us are like self-protecting, right? Because there's been so much swirling around and it's so political and it's so heated. Like, you know, you cannot have a conversation with somebody and assume they believe the same thing or have heard the same thing as you, right? It's very, we have to kind of tiptoe around each other because it's been really shoved down our throats that it's not okay to have a different opinion. It's not okay to question things, right? So it's made it really hard even socially among neighbors, among friends, among family members to question things or, you know, raise raise a question around something that's been happening or um, something that's being communicated by mainstream media. And um, I, I know that it's been really hard. So I just want to let you guys know that I, I'm right in the same boat as you. I'm not, I'm not saying that one is better than the other. You know, I'm staying Switzerland right now in this conversation, but I'm just raising the question with you guys, as far as we have a decision and it, I'm not saying that if you believe one way, you're not participating in the light, right? Not saying that. We're all on a journey. And I think it starts within ourselves of what we're allowing to be illuminated, brought up. Um, when we're triggered by something, are we allowing truth to come to the surface or clarity? Are we diving deep into that? Or are we just stuffing it down and saying, maybe tomorrow I'll deal with that, right? Are we being open and honest with ourselves and how we feel? Are we tuning in? Um, are we in alignment? I think all those things are really important as we're navigating the outside world. It's really about having your inside world um, in that place where you're you're fully aware of, of how you feel within yourself and connecting with what you feel like is in alignment with you. And I think when we honor ourselves, we honor each other. I don't think that there's any disconnect between people. I think people, animals, planet, Gaia, I think we are all so connected that we don't even understand to the level that we're connected. And so what one person does against themselves, they do that against other people. I think it really boils down to that. Now I'm not, I'm not a communist, okay? <laughs> or, or anything political, this is not political, but I do think that energetically, we are intertwined. I think it affects the collective. When something happens to one person, it affects the collective. When another nation is hurting, all the other nations are hurting. I don't think that we are so separate as what, you know, mainstream media would want us to believe we are. Um, and then even within ourselves, within our states, right? America's kind of really I don't know if segregated is the right word or divided, like because we have our individual states, right? And that's kind of become also really apparent. Like I've always felt like all the states are a part of the United States, right? United States of America. 
But I feel like in this time, it's felt very divided between what one state, you know, is doing or believing or full steam ahead with this versus one state saying, ah, 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 you know, so it's been like, I think that's been something that has caused a lot of kerfuffling within our country. Um, but I know that that's also been then the world because it's also been other nations and how other nations are responding to crisis or to this whole, this whole ordeal. And it's been interesting to see what nations have been communicating to other nations, right? Um, and then what we've been told that other nations are doing or how, what other things are happening in other nations. We've just been believing what we are hearing, but that may not actually be the case. You know, um, it's really hard to know what is actually happening. How do, how do doctors or, you know, medical professionals actually feel? We've been told that it's the health advisors, you know, health officials, health officials, health officials. I haven't seen one health official and correct me if I'm wrong, but I haven't heard one health official besides the one come up and say something, right? We say health officials, but who are those people? Like, how do they know? How are they the authority, the ultimate authority with what is going on and how it's going and how we should be behaving? Who are these people? Like, I haven't met any of them. So it's just really interesting. Like, that's caused me to think and to kind of like, hurt, hurt, you know, um, just like, who are these people? Um, I don't understand why I haven't seen them and why they're not out front, you know, in front of people, even, um, coming from the White House, you know, briefing, um, besides the one person that starts with an F, um, you know, and even that has been changing and all the facts are changing and everything. So it's just been hard to navigate. And I know you guys feel the same way, but it's like, it's been raising my eyebrows and, and causing me to question from whom am I taking information from whom am I listening and what is their objective? What is their motive? how are they benefiting from this whole thing? When you look into who's benefiting, it kind of changes things a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> and so that's been, that's also been interesting to see um, who's benefiting from this time because really nobody should be benefiting, right? We all should be kind of grinding this out and being all for one, one for all, right? I would think that nobody's benefiting. There's a few people that have benefited a couple hundred millions. And that's been really interesting to find out of like, hmm, they invested right on time. How did they know to invest right on time? That's interesting. So it's just raised my eyebrows. Um, I thought I would look up a couple famous quotes on censorship, just to censorship, I can say it, um, to kind of see what y'all think. Um, this one quote is quite something. <sighs> To learn who rules over you, simply find out who you are not allowed to criticize by Voltaire. That's interesting. Whoever would overthrow the liberty of a nation must begin by subduing the freeness of speech, Benjamin Franklin. So the only security of all is in a free press. Our liberty depends on the freedom of the press and that cannot be limited without being lost. Benjamin Franklin. Once a government is committed to the principle of silencing the voice of opposition, it has only one way to go, 
and that is down the path of increasingly repressive measures until it becomes a source of terror to all its citizens and creates a country where everyone lives in fear. Harry S. Truman. Very interesting. Last one. When you tear out a man's tongue, you are not proving him a liar. You're only telling the world that you fear what he might say. George R.R. R. Martin. Very interesting, yes? Very interesting, thought-provoking quotes. Um, I really think that it's interesting to see the shift in what is allowed, what is not allowed. We're seeing a lot of news people become whistleblowers. Um, we're seeing a lot of people come out to the light and to somehow they're able to say something, you know? And so that's been a blessing that those who have been silenced or a part of the previous narrative are saying are, you know, whistleblowing are coming to the light and trying to let us know what it actually is like behind the scenes. Also, people have been filming behind the scenes and exposing and all of that, you know, what is said in the newsroom. Um, and when you see the facts again of who's benefiting, it's quite revealing. Um, so I've been navigating this time of selective censorship very carefully. And I think we have to be wise. I think that it's you can't be quick to just believe every conspiracy theory, what we call conspiracy theories, um, or just anything you hear, right? And even if that's something coming from mainstream media, I think that's been my biggest wake-up wake call, has been I cannot just take what the news says as tr true, in fact. And yet I grew up, you know, depending on the news for facts, for, for all perspectives. And I never thought that, I knew that different news stations had different political leanings, but I always thought like if something happens, right, a big, you know, let's say catastrophic event, right, happens, that each news station is going to have a different perspective. That may be political, but that may just be like where they were or what stories they can get from the different perspectives of people that were there and experienced whatever it was, right? Experienced the event. So that's what I thought was happening. What I kind of have learned through the situation is that um, news stations are paid to have an opinion and a very specific opinion on things. And especially right now, there's one stream of constant this is the one true narrative. This is all we want you to say. And the only thing we want you to say. And I've, I've uh, looked up different things where uh, news anchors messed up and said the wrong thing and then tried to started to back up and started to and say whatever they're meant to say, you know, because what they were saying isn't necessarily the truth as they know it. So it's been really interesting to like, just allow and to not fight it because of what I want to believe. Like, I think for me, I've been wanting to believe the best and wanting to believe the good and not acknowledge maybe what's actually happening 
or what could be happening. You know, I just have wanted to stay positive through all of it because I'm Miss Sunshine over here. I like, I, I, I think for me, it also stresses me out to know that there's something underneath it all that is not for our highest good and benefit. It freaks me out to be honest. So for me, I've had to keep a place of peace within, but allow truth to come to me. And I think that ultimately is how we navigate the time that we're in. That's how we navigate selective censorship and this time. And that's how we allow truth, just opening yourself up and asking God source, the universe, asking your angels, your guides, right? Your ancestors to show you whether that's in your dreams, whether that's in real life, like in person, bring truth to the light to me, bring it to the forefront of whatever I'm reading, bring it, you know, illuminate it, like highlight it almost. If I'm reading an article, highlight what is true, you know, show me, um, what is true so that I can be honest with myself and honest with others and honest with the world. Um, and, and then contribute to that age of light because that's where we're at. And I wanna be a part of illuminating darkness. I wanna be a part of bringing truth to things that are not true. You know, I, I love myself, I love my world, I love others. So ultimately I want truth to illuminate darkness, people that are working not for our highest good and benefit. I wanna expose injustice. I want to expose um, the things that are happening that are just atrocious. Like I've been in this, like, I feel like I've almost been in this cave in the past couple of weeks because I've really gone into some deep, dark stuff, but I just realized I don't want to avoid it because it's uncomfortable, because it's painful, because it, it actually, I feel pain, you know? Um, because I'm realizing the amount of suffering that's happening in the world or happening right next door to me. And I don't want to have my head in a hole anymore. Um, not because it's less spiritual, but because I ultimately love people as I love myself. And I want to contribute to fighting off darkness, oppression, injustice, um, and love people, bring healing to the world. And I think ultimately all of us, I know have that heartbeat. So it doesn't matter what you believe politically or what you believe about everything that's been happening or if you've gotten the, or you haven't gotten the, um, I think ultimately all of us carry that same love, hope, um, you know, burning for justice and truth I believe everybody has that within them, even if they haven't quite tapped into it yet. I know it's all within us because we all are so connected. There's no way, you know? So I'd like to believe that. And I'd like to have that hope. And I know that I want to be a part of that. And that's why I'm doing everything I'm doing. So I hope that this has been kind of a, I know it's a very different episode from what we've done before this was just really burning on my heart. And I put that, um, you know, little story post out to see what you guys, you know, kind of were leaning towards, whether it was empowerment or um, navigating, you know, a time of selective um, censorship or uh, overcoming the need for validation. 
Um, but ultimately, um, I just felt like this conversation was the, the way to go for this episode. So I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. I hope that this has been thought provoking for you. I hope it's also been encouraging and inspiring for you to go out there and really dig. Um, and if you want to have a conversation with me on the side, if you want to DM me and ask me some of the things I've been looking into, you know, um, that I've sort of not mentioned, but mentioned on here, feel free to reach out to me. I'm a free resource. I will share with you whatever I can share. Um, and so definitely I wanted to start this conversation and see how this sat in y'all. And as we're in our soul journey together and we're in this together as a community. And I love that. I love that this is a community of people who are on their soul journeys and are seeking truth and are seeking love and are wanting to be a part of something bigger than themselves, which is ultimately my purpose and my goal with life. So I hope this has been really encouraging and inspiring for you. And I just want to send you guys all my love um, and all my well wishes with you and your family, your friends, everyone that surrounds you, including yourself, just health and wellness, light and love to you. And I can't wait to continue this conversation and to also bring on guests to continue this conversation. And if it ever gets to that point where I am also censored, I will find alternative methods because I cannot be silenced and neither can you.